Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Let's pray before we start. Lord, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your many blessings, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity we have to come together and study your word, lift each other up, and just praise you in the process, Lord. Just thank you for that. We just ask that this will be a time of blessing for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. i got to thank you for being here. It's kind of exciting because <laughs> I'm not much of a preacher. I'm not any of a preacher. I'm a carpenter. But I was asked to preach. And you all know I was asked to preach. And you showed up anyway. This is good. I mean... Because I have a job, and I was glad to have this job. The job was to study God's Word and bring something on a Wednesday night. But you have a job. is to show up here and encourage me to bring the Word. So it works both ways. We both have a job. It's a body. Remember that, a body. You know, you might be listening to a little toe right now, but... It's a body. So we need to lift each other up, keep each other strong. And I could run off on a rabbit trail, but I'll try, I'll try to hold it down. iPad, iPods, and social church, or whatever you want to call it, video church, it's great if you're sick. It stinks if you're healthy. We belong here. Because you cannot encourage somebody if you're sitting home. It costs you to walk with God. And if you don't pay, you're not going to get any blessings. I'll give you a story. This wasn't in my, this part, but I'm going to give it anyway. When I was young and dumb, last week, <laughs> um, I thought, you've heard the preacher say, yeah, the man said I do, and that's what I do, and that's it. We're married forever. And that, well, I was that guy. I got married. I thought, work at your marriage? What, are you nuts? I said, we're, we're in love. We, we don't need to work at it. Well, about 20 years in, I finally got the idea that, yeah, you have to work on your marriage. Well, guess what? God said we have to work on our relationship with Him. Working out our salvation. We can't just show up, get spoon-fed, and then go home and sit around and do nothing. We need to be working on our salvation. Not that you won't be saved, but I think you'll be pretty... No, I know, even in this life, you'll be unhappy. The most unhappy people in the world are the people who are playing church. 
making believe because, let's face it, if you're going to be a sinner, be a sinner. Don't fake it. Do it for real. If you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Get rid of that old stuff because it doesn't do you any good. So, now that I've ran off on a rabbit trail here, um, my biggest weakness besides not knowing what I'm doing is reading. So I fixed that. I got Colin to read for me. <laughs> so Colin, can you read 2 Kings 2, 8 through 14? 2 Kings 2, 8 to 14 says, And Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. It came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it will be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. He saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and hither, and Elisha went over. Thank you. All right, the double portion. We'll get to that. That's kind of like the icing on the cake. How did he get there? Faithfulness. The little things. Um, here we'll start over. Or start. Quick overview. Elijah just got done battling with the prophets of Baal. Jezebel finds out that he beat them all up with well, God beat him, but, you know. She says, I'm going to kill Elisha. Elijah, I'm sorry, Elijah. So Elijah's thinking he's the last prophet left, runs off and wants to hide in the desert. He takes off and goes and hides. God sends an angel. Elijah says, what am I doing? The angel says, go back the way you came, anoint two kings and find Elisha and anoint him. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. You can fill in the gaps later. So, here's Elijah coming in. Let's see what we can find in Elisha's life and emulate it in our lives. Okay? He was faithful, he was fervent, and he was fearless. The Bible asks a rhetorical question in Proverbs 26, verse 6. I'll read this one. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. In my 67 years, I've been blessed to know, work with, be related to several faithful men. 
I think of Pop Henry Clee. You wouldn't walk in the door if he wasn't there. He was always there. Preacher. He never asked who's preaching. You knew. Preacher was preaching. It was fact. Uh, maybe you guys don't know that Walt Wright. Back Howard Drive days. Before my time even. <laughs> he was always there. And it was seven days a week he was there because he was building the church. Um, some of you guys might remember Pappy Stahl. You never walked in the door without seeing Pappy Stahl. Uh, old coal miner. And he just loved the Lord. What do you have, a hundred and some odd on a bus for a couple times? In a, I mean, I think his bus actually ran a hundred and something a week. It didn't happen just because Pappy sat home. Every Saturday, he spent the day on this bus route. He was a faithful man. Um, lots of you people. I could almost sit home and give you the attendance list for the day. Because you're the faithful ones. And I'm preaching at the choir. I know it. But this is what I got preaching. So hang in there. Faithful. Okay? I kind of like it when Colin goes over words. I, I wasn't very good at words in school, but I kind of like words, like when you do the Greek and the Hebrew and all that. Faithful is an objective, an adjective, I'm sorry, can't even read. A word that describes a noun. Okay? We... Let's put it this way. Christians are supposed to be faithful. Right? I would like to say Craig Wilson is faithful. That would be blowing my own horn, so that probably wouldn't be very good. But, you know, faithful is a good word. Now, because I don't want you guys fading off on me, synonyms, words that are like faithful. Do this for me, okay? Give me some synonyms of Synonyms, not synonym, synonyms, synonyms of faithful. Come on. I'll give you one. Constant. Anybody got another one? Reliable. Okay, reliable. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's easy. Unwavering. Unwavering. That's on the list. Um, I, I looked them up, so. <laughs> True blue. Good, loyal, devoted, dedicated. Okay, now, that's what we all want to be, right? We all want to be synonyms of faithful. How about an antonym of faithful? That's the opposite. What do you got? Erratic, okay. How about faithless? False. I don't think any of us want to be known as a false Christian. Phony. Unreliable. Say that again. Hypocritical. I don't think that's on the list, but I think it fits. Inconsistent. How about fickle? You know, you... Man. So, 
we want to be the synonyms. We don't want to be the antonyms. Okay, now that we've done all our English lessons and I've taught everything I know about faithful, let's go back to the story of Elisha. So Elisha, so he departed tents and found Elisha, the son of Saphat, I should have let Colin read that, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he left, and he with the 12th. And Elisha, Elijah passed him and cast his mantle upon him. Okay, I'm reading this. I'm picturing this guy coming along, seeing a guy plowing, takes his mantle or his coat and throws it on him. It's like, doesn't make sense to me. But then, duh, it stood out to me. Passing the mantle, passing the torch, okay? It, Elisha knew what it meant because he didn't say, yo, what are you doing? He didn't think, think, think he was getting a free coat. He knew that this was the prophet of God basically calling him to come serve him. So he, he takes off running to say, yo, what, what he, you know, what's going on? He wants to check him out. Okay, let's read the next two verses. I was 19. This is, uh, that was 1 Kings 20, 19. We're going to read 20 and 21 right now. And he left the oxen. Whoa, I can see. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, go back again, for, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took his yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto them the people and they did eat. And he arose and went with Elijah and ministered unto him. Okay, in verse 20, Elisha runs after Elijah. And like I said, he, he understood what was going on. He wanted to, he said, okay, yeah. Kind of like, I, I don't know, kind of like me, I guess, right here. When Tyler asked if I could preach on, or speak on Wednesday nights, he didn't say preach, he said speak. And I said, well, let me pray about it, let me think about it. I kind of wanted to, but I kind of wanted to make sure God wanted me to and I could handle it. And it was like, oh, yeah. And so I said, yeah. You know, I called him up later and told him, yeah. Well, this is Elisha. He wants to be there. He wants to be with Elijah. So he runs after him. Um, what chapter am I in? First Kings. First Kings. First Kings 19, 20, and 21. Got it. Okay. Um, just a few little tidbits that I kind of picked up. Elisha served Elijah for six years. Elisha was not a kid when he was anointed because in order to become a prophet in them days, you needed to be at least 30 years old. So he, Due to math, he had to be at least 24. 
Okay, he was a farmer. He owned something because he killed the ox and made, had a party. So he gave up. He, you know, he he had he was some he had a life. He wasn't just a kid looking for something to do. And then if you look in um, verse twenty, it says, Elijah says, for what have I done to thee? In other words, think about what just took place. Elijah tells Elisha, think about it. Because, hey, he's making a major commitment. First off, Elijah, Elijah thinks he's the last one left. He knows Jezebel's out to kill him. You know, he's not exactly the most popular guy in Israel, or wherever he's at there, Israel, yeah. So think about what I told you, you know, because we're not going to a parade or a party. We're going to serve God, and nobody really likes us serving God. So think about it. So in verse 21, Elisha takes his yoke of oxen. He slays them. And he feeds the whole town or whoever was there to eat two oxen. Because even though they were plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, that's 24. Just think about it. One guy can't control 24 oxen. Um, so it, more than likely, they were in lines. If you've ever watched them out, Lancaster with the horses, they here, 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 you know, they... So they were in a line, and he was the last guy. I don't know if it was because he was the new guy. He was the guy in charge, because the guy in charge can see what's going on from the back. But he was the last guy in the line at 12. So anyway, he, he killed his yoke of oxen. Like I said, he gave them up. Kind of similar to what David did in 2 Samuel 24, 21 through 24. And Adonai said, Wherefore is my lord the king come to see the servant? David said, To buy the threshing floor of thee, to build an altar unto the Lord, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Adonai said unto David, Let my lord the king take and, and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be oxen for burnt sacrifice, threshing instruments, other instruments for oxen, for wood. All these things did Adonai as a king give unto him. And Aaronah said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept it. The king said to Aaronah, Nay, but I will surely buy it of the enterprise. Neither will I offer for an offering to the Lord my God, of that which has cost me nothing. So David bought the fresh and poor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. Okay, David understood not to offer a sacrifice that cost him nothing. That's where we are as faithful followers of God. It's not a big cost. We're in America, people. We drive to church. We sit in air-conditioned buildings. Our churches are within minutes of where we live. And again, I'm, I'm preaching at the choir, but you're here, so i got to preach at you. Um, and we can't do what we're supposed to do from home. 
we can't be here edifying the other saints. The way I look at it, I come to bring a blessing. I'm not always a blessing to somebody, but I kind of walk around looking, okay, maybe somebody's going to, you know, maybe I'll smile at somebody and it'll be good. I don't, you know. But there's always an opportunity, but there's never an opportunity if you're not here. Um, Hebrews 10.25, I bet some people can quote that. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. People, I don't know a whole lot about prophecy, but I know it involves Russia. I don't know it involves China, but it involves Russia. And right now, Russia's kind of on the move. And... The day approaching is getting closer and closer and closer. Okay, I mentioned fervent. The word fervent refers to the intensity in which we do whatever we're doing. So, like we mentioned, Elisha did not, oh yeah, I'll be there, okay, here I come, you know. He took off running, he was excited. Um, Lu, Luciano Pavarotti, Pavarotti, okay, he's the tenor singer, okay, he had a good voice, obviously, and his dad was a baker, hard-working guy, anyway, Pavarotti went to school to learn how to sing and teach. And then when he got done school, he said to his dad, well, what should I do? Should I sing or should I teach? And his dad didn't say, well, I'll do this or do this. He said, if you try to sit on two chairs, you will fall between them. You must choose one chair. Kind of like a take on the fence. You can't sit in the middle. Get on one side or the other. Pick a chair. Because if you, I know you guys have all been in a crowded situation where you had to sit between chairs. It's not fun. But if you try to sit in between chairs and nobody's holding it down, a lot of times you fall through if you're on a wax floor. Um, pick a chair. And that's what we have to do as Christians. Pick a chair. Do we want to serve the world or do we want to serve God? And do it fervently. Be excited about it. Not just, you know, oh, I'm here, okay, I guess I gotta go to church, you know. Get the ewer out and be happy. Um, Colin, this is you again. Second Kings two, two through six. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said to him, as the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold you your peace. 
Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. He says, The Lord liveth as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, and they said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yeah, I know it. Hold you your peace. Elijah said to him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. He says, The Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. Elisha wouldn't quit. He was called to a purpose, and he wouldn't quit, even when Elijah said, hey, stay here. He said, no, I'm with you. I'm there. And then his, or they weren't his friends, the so-called spiritual people in the town or whatever, said, God, stay here because it's not going to be good. I will not quit. He kept going. Uh, three times he said, I will, I will not leave thee. And even spiritual people tried to, okay. Elijah would not quit. What about us? What about our friends? Do we have spiritual friends that are encouraging us? Or do we have spiritual friends that are, eh, let's go to the ball game tonight. It's, oh, but it's Sunday night. Nah, let's just go to the ball game. Or, you know, you can put anything in there, and I know we're all about grace. I'm about grace. The grace of Jesus Christ covers all my sins. But, you know, I mean, what chair are you going to sit in? Where are you going? How are you going to serve God? And if the person that's asking you to come to the ball game, I would say fishing, but I don't want to mess with that. Um, or you know, shopping, or you, you name your thing, whatever it might be. They, they might need you to be strong. They might need you to say, let's go to church. Let's do that another day. Let's worship our God together. It's our job to be faithful and to be fervent about it and you know what? Sometimes that takes courage. We have to be fearless about it. Um, and Elisha was all three of them. Some quick verses real quick. Amos 3.3. 3. Can two men walk together except they be agreed? Maybe you might want to analyze your Facebook friends. They don't have to be live friends. Facebook can be just as... What's the word I'm looking for? Discouraging? I can say this. I have a Facebook page. So all you guys that ask me to join you, and I don't, it's because I don't like how to get on it. <laughs> I think Carly set it up for me. I thought it was going to be something good for business. I don't even look at it. I, I don't know. Not, I'm not saying there's wrong with Facebook. It's just between you and your walk, okay? Proverbs 27, 17, like one of my favorites. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the continents of his friends. Kind of what men's breakfast is built on. 
Men don't talk to each other unless they have at least an hour or two. You barely, rarely do men walk by, oh yeah, I'm really feeling bad. No, you have to sit with a guy for a long time before he starts opening up or asking for help or whatever. Ladies, I know, you sit on the phone or you, you can do it anyway. You, you have a way of doing it. You're good at it. Guys aren't so good. Um, 1 Kings 19.21 <clears throat> And he returned back from him and took the yoke of oxen and slew him and boiled the f- flesh and with the instruments of the oxen gave unto the people and they did eat. And he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. They were his tools. He gave them up. He followed Elijah. He left everything. He picked a chair. He left everything behind, followed Elijah, and became eligible for the double blessing. You know, I mean, maybe it's not, let's make a deal, but there's no way Elisha was going to get a double blessing had he not been faithful to Elijah. And the same with us. There's no way we're going to get blessed if we're not faithful to Jesus Christ. If we're not faithful in our walk with him. That's it. Think about it. And I'm sorry I had to beat up the faithful, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it's one of my, I like faithfulness. Especially as an employer. I like you to show up for work. <laughs> so. Again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.